Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Hey, oh, look at this. This I started off already. Got the audio on the audio on my computer is activated. On FNTSY Radio, Dish Network, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, rocking with the accuracy expert, the all-in kid, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Coming up on the program today, just like every Tuesday, we'll go through, let you know who were ones this week, let you know who finished where, how we think they're going to go moving forward, even some of the surprise names. We'll get into some waiver wire talk. We'll get out, give out our game balls for week number 11, and then we'll start to get ready for week number 12. All-in kid, Jake Seeley. Um, fantasy football starts this week on Thursday, like it does every week. But instead of two teams playing, we got six teams playing this week. Does that make this week even tougher when it comes together to putting out the rankings and the projections? No, it doesn't do anything to make it tougher. It just adds more work because Thursday rolling around, all the stuff that I do on Thursday article-wise is now pushed up basically anywhere from 12 to 24 hours. So the rankings don't change. The rankings are still out at midnight. Updated again tomorrow. Updated Thursday. It has, actually, that's yeah, that's true. It has a little bit to Thursday because Thursday morning I got to update them like it's on Sunday morning. But that's about it. There you go, Matt Matika. So that's all in kids' process when it comes to the rankings for this week. We were talking earlier on Roto Experts, and I was to me, I I said that the second biggest day on the fantasy football calendar is Thanksgiving. Day one is the, the biggest day is draft day. In my opinion, the second biggest day is Thanksgiving. Because now you're getting the now this is the this is the day I understand it's only three games but this is the day this is the week rather where you can make that push into the playoffs and really get yourself rolling. I mean, as far as football for me, I love it. I can't wait. I'm counting down the hours. I'm ready to kick down some doors this week as the playoffs are coming and I want to be in there. But I think it's draft day and probably Christmas Eve because that's Championship Sunday. So when it falls on like that Christmas Eve weekend, and you know, and this year we do get that. Yeah, but I mean, Thanksgiving to me, football wise, is always one of my favorite days of the year. What do you think, All In Kid? When it comes to uh, importance of days out the fantasy year, draft day number one. I think number two is Thanksgiving. Mm, I don't think so. I, only because you got a lot of people who don't even really they don't they don't watch football on Thanksgiving. They're with their families. Some go out shopping. It's not. I think it's bigger to the people like us than it is to actual the majority of America. Oh wow, that's crazy. So maybe I'm in my own little bubble here. People, it, it's people that don't watch football on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, my family watches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my like, family wants me around. There's like a TV on. And we eat all eat turkey together. And, yeah, I don't. This is this is a thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're not. Sometimes you're not even sitting right down in front of the TV and watching it. You're kind of eating at the same time, and it's just like I, I have a lot of people. I have friends who are staunch like football supporters. Love football. Play fantasy football. Multiple leagues, and they won't watch like the four o'clock game or something like that. Oh wow! No, nah, I didn't. Now, I get an early start on Thanksgiving, and I'll be in front of the TV when America come on. <laughs> yeah, screw those people who put family first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 9 a.m., March of the Wooden Soldiers, 11 o'clock, get the car, 12.30, I'll be in Staten Island. March of the Wooden Soldiers is the... Uh, Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. Back what does that come on? Uh, Channel 11 out here in New York. All right, cool. Off and rolling. FNTSY Radio, Fancy Football Frenzy. 
week 11 ended Monday Night Football. Atlanta Falcons all of a sudden right back in the thick of things. Seattle Seahawks might not be. We break it down and recap it on time when we come back to Frenzy. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Fancy football friends, the FNTSY radio. Atlanta Falcons, A-Town. First of all, the joint yesterday with the Weather Channel, with the bus <laughs> driving in front and blocking the... Expl- you saw me retweet it? Yeah. Yo, hold up. I, I, full disclosure, I, it, that's the funniest thing I've seen in a while, I'll be honest with you, but... I do believe that was a hoax. I don't think that just happened to happen randomly in real life. I think that was a hoax, but it's definitely getting a lot of mileage. Obviously, you both of you gentlemen have seen this, right? Correct. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought you saw, that's why I, saw, I asked. I thought you saw that. I retweeted it like about a minute after it came out. You think oh, it's a hoax? Yeah, I think it's a hoax. I think it's a hoax, yeah. I don't think it happened like in real life, but I think it was yeah, funny. Yeah, because we were talking about it during our target, and uh, – we were, t- we were saying that, and Joe said that it sounds like the audio is like when we do a commercial for our network here, yeah. and the guy doesn't really, like, say the F word. He just says, like, oh, my gosh, get the hell out of the way, yeah. and they bleeped it anyway, like, so it sounds worse. So he was saying that, that the audio kind of sounded like that, too. So I can see that, but it definitely was funny. And then there was some uh, other ones that came out a little bit later on yesterday that was funny, too. Like, they showed... Uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing the Hail Mary against the Giants, then the Marta bus pulls up, and you can't see the, the play. You know what I'm saying? Didn't they put like $300 million into that stadium like 10 years ago? That stadium is 25 <laughs> years The Georgia Dome is 25 years old. We used to go to the Atlanta Classic every year. And, and it's yeah. Atlanta, man. Atlanta, the baseball team just redid their stadium for like the tenth time in the past twenty years. I don't know where these people. This government is getting this money from to keep building up these stadiums. It's crazy. Every time you turn around, they got a new stadium. It must be nice. Anyway, yeah, shout out to my wife. She's in the ATL today. She's down there today. She'll be back today. Very good. So, um, shout out to Doctor A too. This <laughs> has been talking about. It. Shout out to the Atlanta Falcons, who two weeks ago everybody buried. Steve Sarkeesian has ruined this team. He's destroyed this offense. They're going right back to the bottom of the NFC. And they're right back in the thick of things now. Back-to-back victories over two teams. They're going to need tiebreakers against. And the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. Matty Ice comes out 19 for 27. 195, two touchdowns. Matika, I think you were saying earlier in Roto Experts that uh, over the past month, Matt, Matt Ryan's been quarterback four? Yeah, yeah he's, been in, he's been in the top five, which is surprising. Uh, he's just been consistent. He hasn't had any of the, like these monster games. I believe it's over the last five games, he's like quarterback four or five. And wow. that's in the four point. Wow, and four point passes. Jake, I thought he was struggling. I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm like, I thought the kid was struggling. But hearing that, when I heard that information this morning, I was like, wow, that's, that's not bad. Because Ryan was going like right after Russell Wilson, depending on how you felt about Andrew Luck. So I don't right. think he's been living up to expectations, but... That, that, that stat right there that Matt Medica just told me shows that maybe he's trending in the right direction. 
Oh yeah, I got the. We got a tweet that was coming out right about this, and I retweeted it. And I said that sometimes it takes team, when you have an offensive coordinator, offensive scheme switch. It sometimes or should it takes several games to get under track. Remember Eli Manning when the Ben McAdoo first came in, they said, "Be warned." Bruce Arians was the one that came out and said that. He said, "Be warned for Eli Manning to have a tough season to go at least for the first half. He would expect him to be able to turn things around about the eighth, ninth game of the season." Ian Rappaport just tweeted the first five games for Matt Ryan. Touchdown to interception, 6-6. Six to six, Passer rating, 87.3. Multiple interception games, 2. Last five games, 9-2, to two, 104.9, and 0. He's basically talking about what we're talking about here. And it's what we talked about two weeks ago, where Sarkeesian was trying to do a mix of his old offense from Shanahan and his new offense. And maybe that's going to obviously work going forward. But either way, it takes some time to get acclimated to what a new offensive coordinator is doing. And what's crazy is Tyrod Taylor is number three <laughs> over the last oh five years. <laughs> <laughs> and he don't have a damn job. It's crazy how this goes. But how this they're works. still uh, making that quarterback decision. The fact that it's even a decision is yeah. like, come no, on. seriously, if he starts Peterman, that that's that's a that's a fireable offense. If he see my thinking, and I'm, I'm gonna get back to Monday night right quick. My thinking is, if he starts Peterman, it's got to come from the front office because he as the head coach, the guy that's in there with that team day in and day out, not sitting up in the suites, not not in the meetings. You know what I'm saying? That's out there on the field with those dudes. And if he was to say that they be was, part of the decision, that's wait a minute. Uh, but he, look, it's he's the one who drafted him. Is he's part of the decision of what's going forward? Future Tyra Taylor's not the future of this team at quarterback. Understood. He could be part of that. He could be part of that process and decision-making. He could agree with the front office. It's coming from somewhere, but I think that this team and he himself kind of threw their hands. Even though they're in the playoff contention, it looks like they kind of threw it up in the air. It's like, let's look towards the future last week, obviously, by this move. So if they're still considering it this week, I don't think it's only the front office. I think he's part of it. And then, and then, and then that, like you said, Matt, that becomes a fireball of, of offense. But then again, you, what, you, what are you telling the players in that locker room? The guys on one-year deals. The guys trying to get a next con- a contract for next year. The guys that got trying to get extensions and bonuses for postseason playing stuff like that. What do you tell those players? That's not right. Not, not that all. might be fair, but yeah, no, but that might be fair. But I think that's the nature of the business. This yeah. happens to teams all the time. I mean, players have to know that when you're on, when you're in the NFL, already knowing that you could be cut any given day. Your contracts are not guaranteed outside of the guaranteed money. So a lot of players don't have that guaranteed money sitting around. It's the nature of playing in any sport, man. You know, if this could be this season, like the Bulls, the players, rest of the players outside oh, Jimmy yeah. Butler and stuff like that, weren't signing up to the tank, and all of a sudden now they're in a rebuild mode for the veterans. That's why Dwayne Wade got out of there. So. That's just what things are. It's the nature of sports. It's unfortunate, but you didn't sign up for it. it that you have to know that if you're going to play sports. Yeah, but I think if uh, Peterman starts, that locker room is lost for mm. the rest of the season. Look, I understand the, the Darius uh, trade, and I think it's the right trade for the future. Because all that no money doubt. gets cleared up. But that defense is horrible. Now. And it, I think it was over. It was played over ten. But I mean, that run defense is does not exist. And look, they're still there. I mean. They're still in contention, so why not? I mean, I wish they were like the Giants were, two and nine or whatever that yeah. is, two and eight. But they're not, so you have to at least give a chance. Um. So let's get into this from last night. On the other side, Russell Wilson, 25, 26 of forty two, two hundred fifty eight yards, two touchdown passes. That's one thing. That's Russell Wilson. He does that. Seven rushing attempts, eighty six yards, one rushing touchdown. No really body playing the quarterback position better than Russell Wilson right now. And these games are coming in losing efforts. 
But when you look at McKissick, Davis, and Lacey, Jake, if you want to own any, do you want any part of this Seattle running attack going forward, going down the stretch into your fantasy football playoffs? Even if, even this McKissick dude. Uh, McKissick, obviously, if Mike Davis is out and Thomas Rawls is going to continue to be out and Eddie Lacy, I don't even care about Eddie Lacy. Mm-hmm. Point. He's garbage. We know that. It's just where it comes down to if you're the last man standing, which right now McKissick is. Mike Davis, during the game last night, I tweeted out my profile from 2015 that I gave him where I overrated him a decent amount because I had him as the fifth running back in that draft class. But it was all that flash and all that upside that got people excited last night watching the game was why I got excited about him from college. You know, he kind of got buried. He's Look, the injuries is probably his biggest problem because, as you saw again last night, hurt. He was hurt when he was drafted and behind the 49ers. So if he can get healthy, I, I think he's very intriguing. But I think that he would share time with McKissick. But you saw them go to him early and often. It's just whether or not he can even stay on the field. And then if they do, if Thomas Rawls is back, then, of course, I want nothing to do with it. As soon as it hits three in this backfield, I want nothing to do with Get it. Get out. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? This is a backfield. I haven't really touched yeah, no, it. I, I don't want to be involved with it. But like I said last week, as my like third conditional waiver Put wire a buck pick, on McKissick. You know, the fab. Put a couple of dollars on McKissick. But I, do I want to start him? No. But I think he's the best back for this team right now. And just the fact that they, they can't run the ball. They know they can't run the ball. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Can I take a break from this uh, topic right quick? I mean, one of you guys can answer this question for me. If Auburn beats Alabama this weekend, can they make the, 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 the playoff? They should be right there. I mean... I last I saw they were what like eighth or maybe they moved up there. I mean they they played like Louisiana. I think, and Monroe I think they I think they might be six Seven, now. Six? No, you don't find out till tonight. What you say? What you say, Jake? You don't find they don't announce till tonight. Okay. Weeks. I mean, if they, they beat the number one team, and they have to be. Uh, Don Burns, you said they can. They can. You th- don't, even with two losses, they can make the playoffs. Don Burns. All right, Don it's, Burns. It's still going to be hard. No, I don't. Uh, Don Burns, you crazy, Don. If they beat Alabama, they're not jumping Alabama. Alabama was still staying the, stay in the top four. He said if they beat Alabama and Georgia there. And- I got to agree with that. And Georgia. Yeah, okay. That's what I said. They can. Yeah, and Georgia. They still need They need two more. They would have to win the uh, – I think uh, – do they even have the SEC – I don't think they're in the SEC, SEC title game because of the division they're in. I, I, I could be wrong. That's what I think, too. I think, I think they can go to the championship. I could be wrong, too. Anyway, let's get I don't that. think they I'm rooting for War Eagle this weekend. This is football. I'm looking right now. No. Uh, okay, so the, is, I guess that's what Don... I, uh, Don said, yeah, listening. they beat Alabama in the title if they game. Beat, yeah, because they, they're one. They're 6-1 and one in the SEC West. Alabama's 7-0, and oh, so they jumped them. And that's in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, right? The, SC, the SEC title game of being in Mercedes-Benz Dome and the playoff is in the Mercedes-Benz not Dome, the Superdome. too. <laughs> no, not the Superdome. Because Dr. A, like his suite, he was like he would get tickets. Well, he gets first right of first refusal. But he was like, you got to share it for that. And it's all, it's a pretty penny for the college football playoff. It's not its not cheap. YOLO, Dr. A. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Doc. You only live once. You I'll get on a plane if you want to invite us down. Yeah, there you go. I'm down with that. Continue talking about this. Start going over the quarterback ones. Go Cardi B. Um, yeah, continue talking this. Go over the quarterback ones. Fancy football frenzy. Press the phone lines over 844 
The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Fantasy football frenzy, FNTSY radio. Wrap it up right quick. Remember back in week two when I was going to cut um, Jimmy Graham for Luke Wilson? I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, <laughs> 7 for 58 and a touchdown last night. He continues to get it done. Uh, Julio Jones, 5 for 71, no touchdown. Muhammad Sanu scores again. Toloyo takes the uh, touchdown away from Austin Hooper, which I needed last night. I know a lot of people came in this morning. I know Greg was talking about he, he just missed out on the victory. Um... And the PPR and the flex PPR, I'm on a three game. I was on a seven game winning streak. It's turned into a three game losing streak, and I'm starting to tumble now, Jake. I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't like that uh, because it's I, giving me a bad did, karma going into the playoffs. I did my job to help you out, though. I know you knocked him. I tried you, to help you. You knocked off Steve Gallo, but I lost EY punished me last night. Uh, EY took the chair out on you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're right, Matt. EY took the chair out on me, and now it's like. I think like I'm in a position where I might have to face EY in the playoff right away, and I don't want that. And so I wanted to get that by, you know what I'm saying, to be comfortable. And now I'm like, now I'm right in the hunt, right in the thick of things now. Yeah, and, and oh, yeah. At least it wasn't as bad as Dobishes and Safjeks. One sixty nine to one fifty five. Ooh, mm. Ooh. Uh, tough. Getting back to Jimmy Graham real quick. A lot of He's points. Five points behind Zach Ertz as the number two. Uh, tight end on the season, so I mean, he's really he's been he's been getting it done, as I like to say. I mean, back to back twenty point weeks. I mean, he's pretty much been double digits throughout from like week three on. Uh, Paul Richardson five of fifty six. He continues to get it done every now and then. Doug Baldwin two for forty touchdown, kind of salvage his night. So I was looking forward to that. Tevin Coleman with the full workload, carried the ball twenty times. Caught, I mean, excuse me, carried the ball 20 times for 43 yards. Did get that touchdown to bail him out. Once again, Tevin Coleman getting a big run or a big play to bail him out because he's really been letting fantasy owners down. Got the gig to himself. Jacob was not impressed with his workload last night, and he only caught one ball. Well, yeah, but you got to be happy with what you got out of him. Yeah, got the touchdown. Still, yeah. yeah, it's fringe RB1 performance. As long as Devontae Freeman is out, you, you can't really complain about that. I mean, Tevin Coleman's not going to be a top five running back. You're just happy with what you get. Yeah. Man, I thought he would give it. If he carried the ball 20 times, man, I want him to go for like at least 80 yards. I wasn't expecting him to run for a lot in this game. I was grateful he got that rushing touchdown. Yeah. I thought it would it would have been in the passing game. I thought he'd have a game like – I thought he was going to have a night with like a half a dozen receptions. Hey, Jake, let me ask you a question. In one of my leagues that I'm a Dak Prescott uh, owner, and Dak and DP is my quarterback, America's quarterback, my quarterback on the bench is Ben Roethlisberger. I got people coming at me for Roethlisberger in a trade. You don't think I can trade Roethlisberger right now, do you? 
And what, only rely on Derek Carr the rest of the way? And no, only not Derek Carr, Dak. Oh, Dak? Oh, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. No way. Can't do it. it. I'm sorry, Vicaro. It's the, oh, I, oh, you didn't hit that. No, okay. I was about to hit it. No, I was, was going like, to accept you, the trade yesterday, but being that games were still going on, I would have like the play I would have had to cut would have been like Austin Eckler to make it work. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it like when the game is over. And then last night, I was like, wait a minute, I can't trade Ben because Dak is scuffling right now. Dak is scuffling. He's got a great matchup this week too against Green Bay. And, yeah, no, look, I mean, Dak's been great, and he's helped me a, a ton this season. But right now, Matty Essex is overtaking him once again as a starter. I've been doing a little quarterback shuffle, and right now Dak's going to take a seat, especially with Joey, uh, Joey Bosa, Haywood coming to town. I do not like this on the short week. Still still America's team on Thanksgiving, so I still think Dallas Cowboys would be all right. Um, Jake, do you— <laughs> what? I'm trying to. I'm trying, did somebody make a joke? <laughs> yeah, you did. It's not. That's not a joke. The charges. The charges are. The Clippers are easy fodder this week. Oh yeah. For, for, I just didn't know America's team was actually playing this Thanksgiving. Yes, they do. They play every Thanksgiving at around De- dinner time. Detroit Lions? No, not, not, not the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Motown. <laughs> Shout out to Detroit. Um, Russell Wilson's quarterback one this week. He gets it done last night. Seemed like Russell Wilson's been quarterback one just about every week. I'm using. Uh, I'm going. Jake, I'm going off the uh, my fantasy league because they have it updated already. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's quarterback two. So you got the last quarterback to play and the first quarterback to play. Kind of booking the uh, the whole week. TFB Tom Brady and his three touchdown passes is quarterback three. Kirk Cousins quarterback four. Did I? Did, did we have the Kirk Cousins matchup proof discussion yet? Yes, that yes. was yesterday. Okay, we did. All right, cool. And you we, all agree that Kirk Cousins is matchup proof? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the only consideration I would have is maybe Jacksonville. Hmm. That's everybody. I'd still start him. Would you start Tom Brady versus Jacksonville? TFB yep. always plays. Yeah. There's no way I would ever sit TFB. You start Russell Wilson versus Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I'd start him too. Uh, Carson I wouldn't Wentz. Ben, I wouldn't start Ben Roth. Carson Wentz versus Jacksonville. At this you know, point. I, I'm nervous. I'd be nervous about that. Look, Carson Wentz is having a damn good season. I tweeted out yes, uh, yesterday. If you if you look at his game logs and stuff, I mean, he, the touchdown. Look, he's been he in the last eight games. I think he's twenty one to three in touchdowns to interceptions, which is fantastic. But I mean, he's averaging like two hundred and twenty yards a game. Uh, the the completion percentage is kind of it's pretty much. Right about 60% over that span. But there's a lot of games where it's right about 50 to 55%. But they keep winning. So I just I just wanted people to know, since the first two weeks, he's had one game over 300. He's had a couple, you know, a couple of games right around that 200 or under. But he has been uh, – he's maximized it, put it that way. Uh, what, what, what were you saying, Jake, about wins versus Jacksonville? I uh, was just saying yes. Okay, you said yes. You okay, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't understand. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, that, that was it. Uh, Drew, much to it. Drew Brees, quarterback five on the week. Game manager Drew Brees. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic is quarterback six. Matt Stafford, quarterback seven. I got Matthew Stafford in uh, he's my quarterback in, in two different auction leagues that I have. He's my quarterback because I got him for like two bucks or whatever. And this week he gets Minnesota. At home on Thanksgiving. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of scared about this matchup 
When you when you when you when you uh, finish up the projections and stuff, Dick, do you think you'll have Matt Stafford ranked inside the top twelve this week? I don't know. We'll find out tonight at midnight. Oh, Check I the link. Wait. Hashtag. <laughs> I gotta wait, Matt Madiga. <laughs> I gotta wait. The, the anticipation is killing me, Matt Madiga. I, I was, gotta find out because that's how I set my lineup. Sometimes, like I make some tough decisions, so I go by that way. Right now, Minnesota is ninth in fantasy points allowed against the quarterback position. Coming in only at 14.2. You always want to get 20 points a game from your fantasy quarterback. Would you, like, I would have to go pick somebody up. Because my other, in one of the auction leagues, my quarterback on the bench is, uh, what's son name? The collarbone. I can't think of his name. I always beat the Cowboys, discount, double check. Aaron oh, Rodgers, Rogers. yeah. Um, <laughs> always beat the Cowboys <laughs> on the last play of the game. That guy. And then, so I can't play him because he got a broken collarbone. And the other team, the backup is Tyrod Taylor, who may, might be on the bench. So how, how would you feel attacking, would you feel comfortable starting Matt Stafford on Thursday, the first game, right after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and they go to Detroit and you know, there's Motown, you know what I'm saying, and it's Thanksgiving, and people really is like going to be in a car at this point, going to their relatives or whatever, and, and Matthew Stafford, are you comfortable? Uh, I'm not going to be comfortable. Would I, I'd probably play him in that situation. But I think this is going to be a, another tough battle. They, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I think it was about 14-7 in like week three or four or something like that. But I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Stafford here if, I, if, I, if, if given those choices. Well, yeah, you got to take him. You you would take him over Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I, I just don't like that matchup uh, at Kansas City. I'm not liking the at, the at Arrowhead. I'd, I'd, I'd play if Taylor if Taylor starting. I'm starting Taylor over Stafford. Yeah, because Taylor Kansas City gives Kansas City gives it up. I don't it's like terrible. it. Being, they give it up in, in the air, but I I'm not really impressed with the with the Bills passing game at all. And I look, he can do what he did a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night. And really kill it in garbage time. That's a possibility, but I do not like this matchup for him. Twenty second average average fantasy points against all the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the bottom half of the league. I yeah. don't like the I'll fact that Stafford had zero touchdowns against uh, Minnesota. And I think he barely topped two hundred yards in that game. Oh boy, I don't like that. It's too we we get no, too close to the money. I for don't that. like either, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Stafford here. I like it. it's a risky call. I think what scares people, myself in particular. And let me know what you think about this, Jake, about can't about the um Buffalo in Kansas City is that the game is in Kansas City mm-hmm. and Kansas City's a team with their back against the wall right now. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. That hasn't made their defense play the entire season. Narrative. I mean, look, the, the Giants defense didn't play the entire season and they stepped it up this past week. Um look, it's at Arrowhead. Game. Okay, and it could be one game this Sunday. I think the defense. I think running, you can't just throw out ifs anytime you want just for your argument. I, I don't get like, it. the Giants. The, 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 wait, you're sp- I'm wait, sure wait, wait, wait. when We're teams supposed to are up the against Giants match it. The We're teams are up against the Giants match up back up against one game the wall. They showed up. The the, the Bills. Okay. All right. I, I think they're going to definitely own the clock here. They're going to run at will on Buffalo. The teams have done that the past couple of weeks. Here, and, I'll do the same thing. And, and it's at Arrowhead. I'm sorry? I said I'll do the same thing. And if they give up 400 yards? Okay. And I think this is going to happen. And I think the, uh, the, Kansas, the Kansas City at home is a much better team. Like we said, this is a must win for them. I'm all in on the Chiefs this week. I, I don't think this is a, a good match. And who, who are the Bills pass catchers? Who are these pass catchers? But Tyrod, I, I, I understand. Yeah. Kansas City's been, 
been terrible against the pass this year. But it's Tyrod and Zay Jones, um, Clay. Who else we got? Maybe Jordan Matthews comes back. That's they're really not striking the. I think a lot of I think a lot of the thing a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the thing with Tyrod Taylor is what he's able to do on the ground with his feet. Yes, you have to take that into consideration because I'm and saying what happened when they played the Jets and he he basically did it in garbage time as well. All right, but listen, quarterback eight on this week was Tyrod Taylor and he played a half. You feel what I'm saying? You're hoping that it's game script again, but it's a blowout. I want to keep it up, just the conversation with the quarterbacks coming up that, that, that were quarterback ones this week. Plus, we'll get you on the telephone lines, 844-843-6879. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Telephone number to get involved. Trade deadline coming up. We got you covered right here. Fantasy football frenzy. Get back into some of the top quarterback performance for this for this week. Week number uh, 11. We, we just got past. It's the season goes by so fast. Every, you look up as week one and you look up and it's, it's week 11. And then pretty soon, you know, it'll be coming to a, it'll be coming to an end. And we'll be talking about batting average on balls in play. There you go, Matt. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> I only had like three today, so I'm good. <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. Batting average on balls in play is not a bad thing? Um, what would be the NFL equivalent of batting average on balls in play? The NFL equivalent? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I would phrase that. But, I mean, the NFL, one of the things I do, I have really appreciated the last couple of seasons in fantasy, and I've gotten even more into it, is how we've gotten to be able to deep, do a deeper dive and yeah. do some other stuff. So I'm all about analytics. I still believe in you have to watch things for yourself. Yeah, you got to see you it. Just can't, the eye test is important, too. You know, rely too. on just everything that way. Jake, are you into uh, deep, to a deep dive into deep NFL stats, or are you just kind of go off the regular... I thought I thought there was more. You just <laughs> the regular, the regular uh, stat thing, or do you um, or do you get more analytical in your when you're doing your stuff? Yeah, of course you get more analytical. You're the one that hates the deep dive stats yep. and complains about them during the baseball season. Yep, that's me. I'm that guy. But I, don't, I don't go too crazy because there's a lot of them that are just the same as somebody else with a different name. Like oh, yards after a player touches you after they've been within one yard of <laughs> the line of scrimmage and you leapfrog the defender, like. It's just different ways Man. of saying yards after con. There's the problem with football. There's only so many that you, you can get. do. Like, yeah, exactly. A, right. That's that's why I feel like some of them are grasping this year. Like they're interesting. I'll put it this way: they're interesting. I'm not trying to poo poo or joke anybody for the work that they've done with that. But yards after contact, yards before contact, those are both telling stats. You tell me what they can do after they try to break your defenders, or what the offensive line is trying to help you. But the yards after one yard, like a player is within one yard of you, like close. Like, come on doing too much with that. Matt, okay, what about like the eight, the, the, the running backs 
yardage versus eight-man boxes. Is that important? No, because for me, it's what's the game? Like, what was the matchup? What was the scenario? Who was the running back? I'm more concerned about touches. Okay. I don't care who starts and stuff. I want to know who gets the touches. You know, if you get a certain amount of touches each week, that means you're heavily involved. Like, like I really don't care about Melvin Gordon's yards per carry. I know Melvin Gordon is going to get he's going to get the attempts, he's going to catch passes, and he's going to get the goal line work as long as he's healthy. Now, see, uh, now I get what Matt says just now, Jake. And as fantasy owners, that's the bottom line. Let's use Melvin Gordon as that example. He was like, I don't care about his YPC because I just want to make sure he's getting his touches, he's getting his targets. Other than after that, everything else will take care of itself. The way I kind of look at it, be like, okay, if his YPC is not up there, then he's just really living off a of volume, which may not be a bad thing for fantasy. But at some point, somebody like Austin Eckler might be able to do it a little bit better. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I worry about the YPC. And I think that's a valid reason to look at it. And that's why you have to look at it is obviously if you're a volume-based runner, we've talked about before, we've called players this very season that they're volume-based. And if you look at it, it's trying to predict the usage every single week. And what if the game script gets out of hand? And that's to go back to the other one. That's why when you asked about the eight-man fronts, that one is more, hey, that's interesting. Hey, that person still performs well when he sees these eight-man fronts. But trying to use it too much more than that and more say, okay, obviously this guy is good after contact or good at facing multiple defenders. He's, he's an elusive player. Then that's about as far as I was taking because now you're trying to predict game script. You're trying to say, okay, is he going to face eight-man fronts the entire game? Well, what happens if they're you know down and they're all of a sudden passing the entire game and the defense is playing soft and playing back because they know the offense is passing? So there's so many factors that can happen, but I do think that is interesting for that factor again because if you're looking at 20 touches per game okay it's all well and fine but similar to what i just said if all of a sudden you're down and now he only gets 13 carries and he's only averaging three yards per carry and he doesn't get a touchdown so yeah to your point it's all it's all in the mix but that's why you know the projections is used just not you know statistics it's used by knowing what we know is i i go in with my experience, my knowledge. There's been some weeks where it's like, why are you ranking Des Bryant so low last week? And I, was, I wasn't doing that to come after you, Corey. It's yeah. just like, because if you look at what's been going on this season, I can predict and say that the Cowboys should score according to Vegas and all the lines that they're going to score 20 something points. But if I watched last week in the way that the Eagles get after the quarterback, no, I'm going to manually adjust my projections because of what I have seen with experience. And that's where I think where you coming into play with what you just said. And, like, we use Gordon here. Yeah. And it's like Todd Gurley. If you know, it's like, look, you're not just picking any random players. But when you know the guys like uh, Gordon is in the Anthony Lynn, that's one of another reason. And he's coming off of a season where, look at what he did. Yeah. And now you look at, like, a Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley did not have a good week last week. It was a tough matchup. Yeah. Playing at Minnesota and stuff like that. But on the volume and all that stuff, he got you the points. Yeah, so it, it can go either way um, when, when it comes to Corey, that. Yo. Speaking of Gordon, <laughs> oh, Hugh no. Jackson said, it's like Christmas. I get to open a new toy. I know it's in that box, but I want to see how good it is. We're talking about Josh Gordon this morning. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, Matt, Matt had read that text, that quote to me earlier. We got to get into the Josh Gordon <laughs> thing and discuss it in hour number two. The last thing I want to do is sit up here and talk about Josh Gordon, unless I'm talking about the reclamation. I do not want to talk about him for fantasy purposes because I, I just can't go through it. It's too late. Maybe if it was draft time, Matt, I can get involved with it. But at week 11, I got too much other stuff going I'd on be, to worry about Josh Gordon. I'd be excited about Corey. 
Corey Coleman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Hugh. You feel somebody who's there that's getting it done right now. He need to win a game, though, so he about to throw anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> One in 25, Hugh. That's horrible. He's going to start tripping some people down the sideline. Blaine Gabbert comes in this week as quarterback 9. Andy Dalton comes in as quarterback 10. Carson Wentz, quarterback 11. Phil Rivers, quarterback number 12. That's your top 12, your QB1s. 844-843-6879. Let's break the seal on the telephone lines. Let's go to Billy in California. Billy, good morning. Welcome to the uh, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I want to first say thank you. I finally got into the pole position first place. Nice. Yeah, you guys helped me. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we talked about trading Brandon Cooks for Michael Thomas. I am so glad I didn't do that last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have been so, um, sucked. Yeah, I got a question. So, I think last week you guys also talked about you know stacking defenses for matchups playoff-wise, right? So, what I'm calling is you breaking up, Billy. Billy, Billy, wait, Billy, you breaking up, Billy. Billy, call us back. You got to the good part and started breaking up. So maybe you get somewhere off the freeway or something like that, and you can hit us back, Billy. We go back to California and go to Sergio. If Sergio line is messed up, that means something in California. What's up, Serge? What up, guys? How you guys doing this morning? Chilly. What's good with you, Sergio? How you get? How you guys doing? Man, I lost a heartbreaker last night, oh, so I'm kind no. of bummed out this whole fantasy weekend, man. Jeez. Sorry about yeah, that. What happened? How, why'd you lose? Freaking, uh, oh, well, one, I lost Chris Thompson. Okay. So that was a heartbreaker itself. Then uh, Kelsey and Wilson uh, throwing those picks really killed me, and I lost by four points. Oh, wow. Yeah, four point, four point loss is a tough one. How are you, how you in position for the playoffs, though? Uh, you know, I have to win out these uh, next two games, and this is why I'm calling because uh, I need help. I got That's a trade good. offer, and then I also trying to think here. Okay, so basically, I'm hurting and running back. I got Woodhead, and I have um, McKinnon, okay, and Freeman. Obviously, you're hoping he doesn't become a, a vegetable. So uh, it, I got that it, issue. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Jeez, sir. That's not nice. I'm hurting, though. I'm hurting. Okay. So, if you, I'm going to pick up uh, the, the replacement for Washington, uh, that guy that just signed up, or Stills, to play in the flex. So, uh, not really sure if I want to do that, but the trade that I was offered was Deion Lewis, and I think it's Crowder for Baldwin. You'll be giving up Baldwin, getting back Deion Lewis and um, Jamison Crowder. What do you think, Jake? He need running back help. Mm-hmm. I, I would look for slightly better. I don't, I don't like somebody who's been banged up the entire year, and then I don't want to mess around with their running backs for the Patriots. Yep, so there you go right there. What do you think, Matt? I'm not doing it. I, I, I'd rather just get a, a one. If I'm going to trade Baldwin, do a one-for-one one with the running back. No come, doubt. With the running back. And get a better runner than Deion Lewis. Yeah. That's what I would do, too. I agree, I agree with that. Now, as far as the Stills thing, you can flex Stills if Matt Moore is the starter this week. Because Stills and Matt Moore, they got a thing. I don't know what it is. He's like, he's the, I don't know. Maybe they share lockers. I don't know. Um, Devontae Freeman, and you, you may not have him back until playoff time comes around again. And then what was, what was the other thing that you was mentioning, the other pickup you said? Oh, when you said the guy from Washington, you said about Sam Piran or you said about that kid, Brian, Byron Mitchell? Uh, I think it's uh, Brian Mitchell. I think it's not Brian Mitchell because he's about to be. In, he's the old school dude. Byron Bi- Marshall. Brian Bi- Byron Marshall. That's right. I said Brian Mitchell. <laughs> so you might, but may, hey, maybe put a dollar on Andre Ellington because he could be the new pass catching back in DC if they claim him off waivers. That's forward thinking right there, um, Sergio. 
All right, sweet. Or I could put Devontae Adams in the flex, which is like something that I could do too. And just yeah, why you put Devontae my, Adams my, in there? Devontae uh, Adams is getting it done, yeah. All right, guys. Well, hopefully I win out this whole next two games and actually get in the playoffs because that's, uh, that's the hope and dream there, guys. Yeah, no, we want to continue talking to you, so we hope you get into the playoffs too. Do you think the Steelers could do back-to-back shutouts? I mean, like the Packers getting shut out again? That would be that would be crazy if the Packers got shut out back to back back weeks. I'd be happy if that happened too, though, because I don't like the Packers. Do not like the Green Bay Packers. They've caused me many of uh, sleepless nights. And just real quick, who's the guy we lost the audio? His connection went bad. I mean, Michael uh, Thomas and Brandon Cooks. Uh, a wash. Yeah, I mean, it was like oh, my, he was so happy. He tra- I mean, look, this week. Brandon Cooks went off, but, but yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. That's why I'm saying he probably needed him this week. Could have been a key to his victory, um, you know. But they both had good weeks. They both they're both a wash right now, so can't go wrong there. I got your RB ones. I guess we'll save that for hour number two. We'll come back. Fancy football frenzy eight four four eight four three six six eight seven nine. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. So yesterday, I was looking through some like articles and stuff on the internet, whatever. A lot of people yesterday were writing about the demise of the Legion of Boom. The Legion of Boom is not a thing no more. The Legion of Boom is over. The Legion of Boom is done. These injuries the, uh, to the back end of that Seattle Seahawks secondary has more or less. That has pushed the Legion of Boom into, like, old man status. And then everybody's on the Jackson 5. You feel what I'm saying? So It's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. So you got the Legion of Boom getting pushed out. The Jackson 5 taking that spot. Jake, somebody I've read even compared the Seahawks secondary to like a, a, a older pitcher, where he don't have his stuff no more, but he can still get by on being crafty. Is the Seahawks secondary now a liability for them? No, it's not a liability. Well, it is now because of the injuries, but that's why it, it wasn't the fact that they weren't talented enough to keep teams in check and actually be a defense that you're worried about. That's a very good. Uh, I like the comparison. Similar to a pitcher, once you lose your speed, is understanding how to work the strike zone. Justin Verlander, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. he was starting to lose it. And all of a sudden, kind of redefined his pitching a little bit and is back to being his dominant self. So I think that's a good comparison. But as of now, it being a liability, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're older and they're finding different ways to get it done. It's the fact that they don't have their guys on the field. You yeah. can't lose that many players like Sherman, like Chancellor, and say, oh, we're going to be fine. Yes, yeah, so the thing about I, I still think the players have talent. I think it's the situation is not the same because they're injured. Uh, I think if they was out there, they would still be the Legion of Boom. Pre-injury, as of now, like this season, they were. They still were the Legion of Boom. 
But next year's going to be another year yeah. coming back from these injuries. I don't think it's as as bad as, like, say, when the pitcher loses his top fastball and now he has to become a you know junk baller. Yeah. They still got some life on it. I, I'll go more like what Jake was saying with JV, with Justin Verlander. He still has he still has zip on the ball, but he's got to be a little more precise and no. change things around a little. But it, they are starting to make that turn until yeah. until the bottom half of the career. Just, I mean, just the whole team though. I yeah. think. But I, I mean, Russell, but Russell so, is getting yeah, it done. Yeah, Russell's <laughs> the exception. But I'm saying yeah. the pieces around him. Speaking of pitchers, what's the what's son name that tore his ACL? I mean, I tore his tore his UCL. Like in spring training last year, but it was like he's one of the best young arms in baseball. Yorius, the Dodgers kid, did he well, tear his UCL? I, he's got his whole shoulder and stuff. I mean, Alex I think Reyes, dude, got Alex Tommy, Reyes, do he, he play for Tommy, the Cardinals? Yeah, that's Alex Reyes. That's Alex Reyes. And where's he going in early baseball drafts? He hasn't gone. I'm in like the tenth round. He's gonna. He should go later on because the Cardinals have already come out and said they're gonna use him as a reliever oh. for like the first half. You know, for the first couple of months. And then probably transition him back into a starter, so they can you know, which which is the smart way to go about it right now. So how do you attack that on draft? I mean, I'm, I'm I don't know why why this came to my mind. For me, it's going to be he's after like round fifteen, probably. You, you like? I got to see who's still there. Like, there's guys on the board right now. Like I said, going into the eleventh round, yeah. I got other holes to fill right now. Yeah. So he's going to be somebody that's a later option for me. You like him, Jake, the Reyes kid. From what I've seen so far, and it's let's talk in January, man. Come on. <laughs> Can I ask one more? I, I ask yeah, you. I'm bet. drafting right now. You I ask you bet. What's up with the old Tony dude? Like everybody's I talking about. Is he going to be a Yankee? He he can pretty much probably. depending upon what the posting. They're, they're possibly changing it today. Yeah, they extended the deadline. But under the current one, he could pretty much choose where he wants to go. Does he want to be in New York? Does he want to be in L.A.? So, I mean, yeah, but the Yankees made a trade. Somebody helped them out yesterday. The Marlins helped out the Yankees. Oh, that's very interesting. Just back at Derek Jeter's <laughs> over there now. They now have this. They have the second most money behind the Rangers. So and it's not. It's not a huge margin. I mean, we're still talking only about like three and a half million dollars. But it's just. Yeah, it's probably going to be the Yankees because everything over here always ends up going to the Yankees. I'm sorry about that, y'all. I'm curious. I hope he goes to the Dodgers, though. That'd be I mean, fun the time. Mets aren't going to be in on them, so. Yeah. All right, that was it. We're done with football. I mean, we're done with baseball. We get back to the football. We still got to get into the RB1s, hour number two. We got to get our game balls rolling. We go YouTube live. And then we talk to you on the telephones. 844 843 Fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio.